right, so you already know the 50th anniversary of hip hop is rolling around. And it's a, ha a handful of people that I've known for years that, that I feel comfortable enough to discuss hip hop with. And, and one of those guys you see on the screen, if you're on social media, is my brother, Fat Man Scoop. What's up with you, man? All good, man. All good. What's happening, bro? Talk to me. All right. So, um, Scoop, let's let's take it way back because, like, in the past few years, you know, I've known you a while, but in the past few years, I realized that you've been around, like, you were hanging out in Harlem back in the in the 80s when Teddy was still living in New York. Yes, I, I was signed to Teddy Riley as a as an artist. Um, I started out, uh, you know, I was one of the well-known um, rappers in my community. Myself, uh, Rob Bass was there with me. My, me and Rob Bass came from the same farm team, which is basically the Dougie Fresh, you know, I guess farm team. Right. And I was I, I was our mentor by DJ Chillwell who was Dougie Fresh's DJ, who still is Dougie Fresh's DJ. So myself and Rob Bass were there, like we were like two of the people who were in that farm team and look at where we are now. So anyway, being one of the rappers that was well-known in Harlem, I knew Markel Riley. Markel Riley is Markel from Rex and Effect. He used to, I knew him from the street. He used to be an incredible dice player. And we used to play dice. And I mean, Markel was so good. He he beat you with his dice and then beat you with your dice. Anyway, he knew that we used to rap and he gave our take to his brother because we used to we used to hang out in the projects that they were from, which is St. Nicholas Projects, 129th and 8th. And Teddy heard it. He signed me and the rest was history. Okay, so you, you put out a project? I never got it out. I was the only person in GR Productions did, that didn't get to put a record out. Myself and a guy named Zan the Man. But Redhead Kingpin, Die, Today, Rex in Effect, uh, all of them put out projects, but we were the last person, last people to have a project. And right before we were about to put the project out, um, uh, Teddy broke up with Gene Griffin. And then I went to go to, I went to Puff. And Puff wanted me to be the first notorious B.I.G. He had this idea. He was like, yo, bro, keep rapping hard. I'm going to put you in a suit and tie. And, I'm, and then we're going to make songs for women. That's Biggie, right? So um, something in my heart and soul made me understand that even though I was rapping hard, I was dancing and performing like Dougie Fresh. I wasn't that guy. And something at the last minute told me not to do it. And um. I went into the music business and here I am. I just, I became who I was really supposed to be at the end of the day. Right, and when you say you went into the music business, um, like I, I originally met you when I think you, what, it was before you went to Tommy Boy. It was after you put out, wait, what was first? Did you put out Be Faithful first or did you go to Tommy Boy first? No, I went to So Do. So what happened right after that happened with, um, with God, I mean, with, Teddy and Gene breaking up, I had to go get a regular job. So I was working at Mount Sinai Hospital. And one day I was in Mount Sinai Hospital and I was getting written, written up a lot by my supervisor, a dude named Eddie Santiago. I never forget him. And I thank him because if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And he kept writing me up. And I was just saying to myself, I was in the locker room crying. And I was like, yo, bro, this ain't for me, man. I can't take 20 more, 30 more years of this. And I said, you know something, I'm going to go be an intern. And I knew Puff from being an artist. 
And I went to Puff and I said, yo, Puff, can I come down and be an intern? He said, yeah, come down on Monday. But right before, right after that, I called a dude that I went to high school with that was my, one of my high school friends that was already on. His name was Diamond D. His real name is Joe Kirkland, but his, his rap name is Diamond D. Incredible producer, digging in the crates, crew, all of that. And I said, yo, bro, can I intern at your label? So he put me in touch with my man, Dow Lockhart, who was, became my mentor. I went down there. And every day at three o'clock, I used to work from 7 a.m. to three, get off at two o'clock, take my lunch break, take a shower and go down to the record label and work until 11 o'clock, go back to the Bronx. And I did that over for about a year and a half. Wound up being such a great intern that they found Tommy Boy Records found me and that's when they gave me a job. And then I did the whole Tommy Boy thing met people like you, all the DJs across the country. And then my my younger brother, Kendall, wanted to go to Hampton University. Right. And um, that's when I said, wait up, hold on. I can do this crowd participation because I heard DJ Cool doing it. I said, that ain't nothing but what Dougie and them taught us to do. And I went and made that record with the Crooklyn Clan. And I said, if I could do 100 shows at $500, I get the $50,000 up to get him through the first year of Hampton. And here we are 29 years later. And I mean, he was the, he, he he came out on the road with me after he got off, got out of school. He became the president of Maybach Music for about five years. He ran Maybach Music for Rick Ross. And now he's uh, at Arista Records. He's the senior VP of A&R over there at, at Arista. And he's got a, a young lady named Lola Brook. Don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. That's his record. Uh, that was just number one, not too, not a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, he got rewarded. He did what he had to do. I got rewarded and everything wound up being perfect in the end, man. And, and what's really dope about it is like people who don't follow you on social media, you need to follow him because like I can see Scoop at the crib doing a, a live on Monday. And then on Tuesday, there's a video of him waking up in Dubai to do a couple of parties. And then the next day, uh, he's waking up in, in Japan doing a couple shows there. And then by Saturday, he's back at the crib. Well, at least at one of his cribs doing yep. a live on Instagram again. That, yep. and, and, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. All right. So with, with hip hop turning 50, man, um, and it, it, it being a blessing to both of us, like hip hop, hip hop paid for for everything we have. It, it helped us take care of our families. Mm -hmm. What was the plan B, man? <laughs> like if that you want to hear, hear something? Was that there was no plan B, and and I'm gonna tell you, people, if you're gonna do something, do it all the way. You can't turn back. It's like the it's like the general that wanted to ensure that his troops won the battle when they came to the country. He took, he took the ships and he burnt them. And he said, you're here now. So you either take this over or you die. So you can't think about if this don't work, I'm going to do this. You got to do this like nothing else is going to work. There's no, there's no way that you can become successful at anything unless you put your heart, your soul, your time, and your dedication in. If you do something halfway, you won't get halfway results. And 
when I was a young man, I was growing up, all I did was rap on the mic and on Saturday, Fridays and Saturdays, go perform, you know, in the places Dougie was performing or the local jams or whatever. I didn't even get into women until I was about 19, 20 years old because my whole focus was that. But because I did that, I was able to catch up in a big way, in a way, I, you know, I've overperformed, I guess. But but my sole focus was that. And if your sole focus is not that, you're not going to win. When people say, oh, I got this plan and I got this plan and I got this plan, a bunch of plans, you're not making sure you do this. But if you got one and you say, I'm either going to do this or like 50 said, I'm going to die trying, you, you're usually going to get to where you need to go. All right, so y'all need to follow this guy, even if it's just to, 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 to see that schedule that I've been telling you about. Plus, he's a very entertaining individual, not just on the stage, but 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 in general. Thank, okay, thank so, you, man. Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. And, and everything is Fat Man School, like his website, his Instagram, all of that is Fat Man School. So make sure thank you follow him, man. Appreciate it. You know, so funny, and I'm going to leave on this note. You know, sometimes when people hit you on Instagram, they either have great things to say or they have bad things to say. And people say to me, oh, you're a one-hit wonder. Well, I'm a one-hit wonder that wakes up in Osaka, Japan, and go to sleep in Montana. I'm, 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 I'm a one-hit wonder that wake up in New York and go to sleep in the south of France. I, I work 48 weeks a year. For 29 years, except for the pandemic, I've been blessed to do this. And I might not be, I might not be Quando Rondo or NBA Young Boy, but I'm telling you, if you go to my Instagram, you see I'm out here, I'm moving way more than your average artist. I work every week. I'm blessed. I go all, all over the world. And hip hop, hip hop has brought me there. And I was there at the inception of hip hop. So you know, maybe a couple of years after hip hop started, you know, I was maybe seven or eight. So I watched it from the park jams to run DMC to where they said Hammer was selling out. I I never thought Hammer was selling out. I was like, the man's selling Pepsi. Like this is the biggest thing in the world. And and from and now all of those things that we saw, those are just commonplace things. Like. You get a deal with Casamigos. You get a deal with this. You know, you 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 sell uh, bubble gum, whatever it is. So we've grown so much. I just hope that, and I don't want, and please don't take this as I'm sounding like an old man or something, that we get off of the negative stuff and the beefing, because that stops the money. That you know, you're not, you might not be smart enough to understand right now, but that stops the money, man. It stops the money and it makes people not want to deal with us. And, and and also we need to make better records. And and the marketplace, and please don't take me as a hater or old man or whatever, because I don't care. I'm out here playing every record at all these clubs that I'm at, because I do young clubs and old clubs. But the fact that we have not had a number one hit song this year is indicative of what the marketplace feels about the quality of the music. And you know something? You could call it hate. You could call it whatever. But the numbers and the facts are never going to tell a lie.